Is there anything in life that is indestructible? We are mortals, finite creatures. Everything in existence seems to be impermanent. Things erode, deteriorate, ultimately age and perish. That search for eternity, for immortality, is that just a fantasy or is it indeed possible? Hanukkah teaches us the secret to immortality. The indestructible power of light. Please join me as we learn how to access that light within ourselves, within the world around us, and especially in dark times, it is needed more than ever to find that indestructible power, the indestructible power of light. Hi, this is Simon Jacobson, and we will be discussing the indestructible power of light. The, this program is dedicated by Angela Montgomery in honor of her birthday for all those who are dedicated to spreading the teachings of the Rebbe. We are all mortals. We live in a finite world where everything is subject to change. Nothing is permanent. Everything goes through its stages, its aging process, some within a span of a century, some within a span of thousands of years or more. But everything erodes, deteriorates, ultimately ages and perishes. So is there anything that is truly indestructible? You know, we know people have been seeking and searching for the fountain of youth, for immortality, for eternity, something that will last forever and ever. And many attempts have been made from the pharaohs through the freezing of our DNA all the cosmetics and the Botoxes of the world trying to in some way impede, slow down the aging process. Because, of course, everybody would love to have and know that there's something about me, something about my contributions, my life that I'd like to know is forever and won't be forgotten in time. So let's talk about this search for indestructibility, and can we indeed find it? The answer, I'll tell you right at the outset, is absolutely yes. And it's this holiday that we're celebrating, Hanukkah, the festival of lights, the secret of light, 
that will reveal for us, unearth, uncover, and unleash this infinite power of light and energy that is indeed indestructible. A fascinating study in contrast. The power of light was truly discovered, obviously like all discoveries over time, but especially in the 19th and 20th century, it underwent a real revolution. Discovery of electricity, electromagnetism, the idea that there's energy within existence, that energy and matter are not two separate worlds. And of course, the most famous equation of them all, Einstein's E equals mc squared. Energy equals mass times speed of light to the second power. Double the speed of light. Everyone knows the equation. Understanding it is another story. But in simple terms, one thing for sure that it tells us is that energy and mass or matter are interchangeable, both directions. I mean, the most simple example for it is take water, heat it, and it turns into gas. That gas provides energy. Water also provides energy. But that gas has now lost its, most of its mass or part of its mass and turned into energy. And you can reverse the process. Take wood, put it into a fireplace, the same idea. The sun is converting tremendous amount of matter, mass, into energy and light. One of the things that science discovered is the idea that you cannot destroy anything. You can change its form. You can take matter and turn it into energy, energy into matter. But nothing is destructible, really, in that sense. So actually, the changes it goes through is change in form, not in substance. When I say substance, I don't mean substance as matter and energy. I mean essentially remains in existence. Even when the fireplace burns out, the energy is somewhere dissipated. So you don't see it. Maybe you can't access it. You won't be able to benefit from it. But it didn't disappear. It became part of the energy fields. Contrast this to Kabbalistic and mystical teachings, and you find the concept of light, or, or in Sof, you may have heard the expression, the infinite light. And or is used as an analogy, as an example, for divine energy. The truth is, light may not even be the best translation. But, the tr- but on the other hand, light and energy are also interchangeable. I understand you can say heat. These words, in a broad sense, are all part of the same rubric, under the same rubric. And then there's the shape and form it takes when we see it as mass, as matter. Now, this study in contrast is critical because using this analogy of light and energy, we all actually are come to understand something that is both infinite and finite, all in one. Because on one hand, even energy itself, you can't say it's infinite 
per se, there is a certain amount of energy. Maybe a tremendous amount, but there is, it's not infinite in the pure sense of infinite. On the other hand, you can infinitely produce it. And it can express infinity. As the Kabbalists and the Hasidic masters put it, that light has this paradoxical quality. On one hand, it has no ego and consciousness of its own. It's simply a reflection of its source. Sunlight has no consciousness of its own. But it definitely is carrying the light of the sun and not that actual sun to earth or to wherever it shines, illuminates and warms. So light becomes this example because on one hand, it's egoless. On the other hand, it's transferring, transmitting the source. So you have an entity that becomes a channel for something greater than itself. It's a critical concept. You'll find people who say, athletes, musicians, artists, writers, they say, I'm in the zone. I don't know where it came from. It channeled through me. That is, in other words, essentially the concept of light and energy. Matter, on the other hand, is defined by its parameters. Is defined by its substance, defined by its measurements, length, width, or however you measure it, if it's minuscule, it's still measured. Now, energy can also be measured, but it takes on a different energy by definition as something much more sublime. So from the Kabbalistic, what we call the psycho-spiritual perspective, actually the process of E equals MC squared, of taking matter and turning it into energy, is the process of taking an ego-based life that's about me, my own needs, we'll call it in the language the yesh of matter, and turning it into the ayin, the non-existence of energy. Not non-existent doesn't exist, but it's not defined by its own presence. It's defined by being part of and channeling something greater than ourselves. If we could fuse, and no pun intended, fusion, the scientific developments, especially in the last few centuries, about light and the mystical spiritual concepts that we've known for many years, from Kabbalistic sources, I think you'd create a most fascinating, revolutionary breakthroughs, both in science and understanding the mystical. And above all, it's practical application to us, because that's what should concern us most. What does it mean to our lives? When E equals MC squared is explained, often in simple terms, one of the examples given, just to show the power, that if you took a paper clip and were able to, which is not something we're capable of, but if we were potentially, hypothetically able to convert this entire mass into energy, it would be the power of an atom bomb that was dropped on Nagasaki. A human being turned completely into energy, 80,000 times that power. Enormous amount of energy that matter contains. But in matter, it's concentrated, and we don't see or feel it. What are the personal and psychological and emotional applications of that and implications? 
is our great potential, what we're capable of. So we see here an interesting, let's put it juxtaposition, an interesting paradox. On one hand, we look at a world that seems very finite. That's a large universe. That's an expanding one and, 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 and very large. But still, what we see is with our limited vision, we live a limited universe. It's very large, but it's still limited. And every area has its own finite structure. The home you live in, the street you live on, the community, the city, has an address, space, time that it occupies. On the other hand, we're told that within it lies this potency of infinite amount of powers of energy. The infinite word obviously needs to be qualified, but relatively speaking, it's definitely far, far beyond what we can expect. And above all, the indestructibility of it. You cannot destroy. You can change shape and form, but you cannot destroy it because it will turn into another form of energy. Where does it get that quality? You need the the Kabbalist for that. It gets it from a source that's beyond existence that can infuse this light, this energy with infinite eternal power. But on one condition. You need to lose yourself. When I say lose, I don't mean annihilate yourself. You need to suspend yourself and become a channel to something greater than yourself. What we call bitl. B-I-T-T-U-L. It's a combination of humility, modesty, suspending yourself to experience something greater than yourself. The single most important ingredient in all of life. So couple that with a scientific perspective. As I said, you'll have a mind-blowing not experience, a mind-blowing approach to life, which ultimately all becomes in a holistic form integrated into our own personal experience. So with that in mind, we can begin to appreciate a holiday like Hanukkah, Festival of Lights. And just to broaden the horizon, Judaism always celebrates light. Shabbat candles, holiday candles, we light them. The menorah in the temple, which Hanukkah actually commemorates its rededication. Even upon passing, we light a Yisker candle in memory of the loved ones because the soul is compared to flame. The soul of a human being is the flame of God, the candle of God. These are not an incidental um, or uh, symbolic references, but it's because light captures the very essence of life. Taking matter and turning it into energy. Taking the oil and turning it into fuel that's directed towards a flame, which is the symbol of spirituality, the soul rising, transcendence. So when you study a flame, and indeed, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, says about Hanukkah, we have to listen to what the Hanukkah lights tell us, their story, their narrative. So when you look at the flames, they may not speak with language, but they speak volumes. In their quiet way, they tell us the story of life. Firstly, the story of transcendence, a flame that flickers, that's constantly licking 
the sky, looking upward. A physical example. Perhaps the only one that, with our very eyes, we can see that transcends gravity, defies gravity, only to be held down by the wick, by the body. But you need the wick too. The wick feeds it. And the wick absorbs and draws from the oil, the fuel. There you have the story of life. We live our souls inside of our bodies, a wick inside of oil. And our mission is to turn the oil through the wick into a flame, into a divine flame, into a transcendent experience, into love, fiery love, passionate love. Each night we increase a candle to demonstrate growth. We, we light it at the door facing outside and in the evening as the sun sets to demonstrate the power of light to dispel darkness, ultimately transform darkness. The dominance of light over darkness, the natural dominance. A little light dispels a lot of darkness without a battle. It's not like fire and water. And above all, the indestructibility of light. On several levels. Firstly, when you light a flame, you're creating energy that will never disappear. Even when the flame is extinguished, that energy remains. Secondly, as I mentioned, light over darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. That's why when you bring light and darkness disappears, the same thing is psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and even militarily. What that means is that when you represent love, when you represent illuminating, illumination, warmth, there's nothing that can stand up against you. It could slow you down. You can psychologically play with your mind. But you have a power that should you be present, you will automatically dispel the darkness around you. I'm not suggesting that there aren't forces of hatred. We know what a battle is going on, wars are going on, with real lives and casualties and death, deaths, unfortunately. But in the long term, light always will prevail. Another aspect of this, one light can light another light ad infinitum without ever ending and without being diminished. Talk about indestructibility. Everything else in existence doesn't work that way. If I have even a lar the largest body of water, Pacific Ocean, all the waters on, on Earth, it's a massive amount. Two-thirds of Earth is covered with water. But at the end of the day, it will become depleted if I, was able to, if I was able to distribute it and not let it replenish itself. I take a pitcher of water. At some point, I pour the water to different cups, and that's it. That's the laws of nature. How about light? One candle lights another candle. The first candle doesn't get weaker or diminished. The next candle lights another one, lights another one forever. And not only that... They strengthen each other. Because put those lights together, look how flames, they all become one. Literally. They kiss and become one. Okay, there are other, other 
materials that have same properties. But that infinite light, unlight the flame, another flame, tells you the power of that indestructibility. When it comes to Hanukkah, that's underscored even more so. Nachmanides writes, the book of Numbers, where it talks about the, the, the mitzvah, the commandment to the high priest to light the candelabra, the menorah, in the temple. Talks about it in a unique way that in many ways is greater than the other offerings. And that's why you find the menorah has its own place. Even when the offerings are, are described, the menorah begin, has its own chapter, its own story. So Nachmanides writes that the candle of menorah in the temple had to burn steadily. Ner Tamid is called an eternal flame. And yet, tragically, once the temple was destroyed, the first temple, then the second, the menorah was extinguished. As a matter of fact, the story of Hanukkah was that in that darkness, they found that one crucible, that one flak, flak that one... Um, little vessel of oil from which they lit eight days but then he continues that's the flames in the temple but Hanera Salolu these flames that we light on Hanukkah are indestructible they will never cease they will never be extinguished and indeed we see exactly that through all the darkness of the different exiles and expulsions and genocides and massacres always lit the menorah even in the Holocaust, you read stories, you hear stories where they try to scrap together some motor oil, something with a little piece of linen or a piece of clothing or just to try to light a Hanukkah candle. Look in Gaza now. You see the Hanukkah candles being lit, always capturing, manifesting, personifying immortality, that there's no darkness that can withstand this light. So all of the ideas of light, both in physics and in mysticism, all come together to a lesson that is in our own hearts and souls, a lesson for each one of us, our own indestructibility, when you access that light. And here's the irony and the paradox. The more you are who you are, and the more you are in your ego and your self centered, self-interest-driven universe, the less you are. Because ultimately it's, more, it's mortal and will dissipate, will erode, as we discussed. The more you become a flame, a light, an energy of something greater than yourself, the greater you become, the more immortal you become. Because now you're a channel for immortality. You're a channel for eternity. That's the secret ultimate secret of the candles, of the flames. The indestructibility, the indestructible power of light. And the same is true with the candles, true with each one of us. When you teach someone, when you educate someone, you inspire someone, it's forever. And we're talking about true inspiration where you empower them. You don't just teach them what to think, but how to think. Methodology. You light the flame until it burns on its own, until it rises on its own, is the expression in the book of Numbers. Rises on its own means even when the teacher is no longer there, the person has become empowered, has become transformed. That's infinite, because then that person will do the same with another and another, and there's no stopping it. 
That is our calling today, especially in a world of confusion, moral confusion, to put it mildly. We, even the most brilliant people in the most academic places have lost their, lost their compass, cannot even define what is right or wrong, all based on subjective prejudices and biases. Because the mind can be brilliant, but if it does not have that light, yeah, the pure olive oil, the purity, it's not about you, it's not about your interests, it's not about your way of understanding what is right and wrong. That if you call genocide of the Jews as being, need to be contextualized and place the word genocide of the Jews with the word blacks, transgender, LGBTQ, or any other minority that has been discriminated against, you'd see how fast people would be fired, canceled. So when you live in such a world of confusion and darkness, Light is needed more than ever. Comes Hanukkah and teaches the power of light for clarity, illumination, warmth, love that counters hatred, light that counters darkness. And above all, indestructibility that counters the temporary. This is in our power. And this is our calling of our time. And we have it within us. Don't let anyone ever convince you otherwise. Just study a bit of the E equals MC squared equation and you understand the tremendous, enormous potential and power and potency that each one of us has. And the Jewish people as a whole have been a symbol of this light, which is why light is so important in our tradition. We've gone through the darkest, the most difficult, and continue to shine. Look at the beauty. Look at the love. It's sad that it has to come through tragedy. But the fact is, it makes us stronger. It crystallizes what we stand for. It eliminates the complacency, the apathy, hopefully forever, and only in positive ways. Until we not only conquer darkness, but we transform it, that the entire world will be basking in matter equals energy, in the energy and light of transcendence, of the divine, as it fills the entire world with its enormous power. And even the very enemies become fuel that ultimately feed, nourish the divine light and the divine love. So there's work to be done and Hanukkah gives us our marching orders. So listen to those flames. Listen to the story that they're telling us. It's the story of your life. It's the story of my life. It's the story of all our lives. It's the story of history and the story of destiny. Become indestructible. Become eternal. Become immortal. It's in your hands, and it's up to you. This has been Simon Jacobson, Meaningful Life Center, MeaningfulLife.com. 
since October 7th, as we've been doing over the years, but now especially in a heightened sense of urgency, producing tremendous amount of content that addresses all issues that on the spectrum of life, especially the challenges that we're facing. So please join us in this spiritual war. Go to MeaningfulLife.com. We have a special section, MeaningfulLife.com slash War in Israel. We've launched different projects. Please help us and support us as we come to the end of the year. Please see this as an appeal. We do much free programming, and we need your partnership to help support it and make it happen, continue to make it happen. We now have a new campaign that we're going to be distributing 50,000 books to 50,000 soldiers on the front lines of my book, Toward a Meaningful Life in Hebrew. You can participate by going to MeaningfulLife.com slash Operation Spiritual Sword. And in any way, every mount is precious and valuable. So please join us. If you benefited from this program, share it. Love to hear your comments and feedback, thoughts, questions, ideas, suggestions. And may we illuminate with our unique light and shine and warm and love to everyone we can access, to everyone around us and beyond. Ad infinitum. One light, one candle lighting another, another, and another. Not only not being diminished, but getting stronger in the process. Thank you so much. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. And be blessed. This program is brought to you by the Meaningful Life Center. Please help us continue our programs. Make even a small contribution at MeaningfulLife.com donate.